0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of How to Scale Your Business. This is your host, Eric Corey. And today on the show, we have Alex O'Brien, CEO and founder of Marley Garden. How are you doing today, Alex?
1: Not too bad, man. Thanks for having
0: me on. Of course, of course. So tell us about Marley, how you got started. You know, we want to hear everything about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Marley is a COVID-born business. I come from the world of branding and advertising. Um And when COVID started to happen, a lot of our brands started to hire internal creative teams, which left me and some of my partners without a job. So um, during COVID, I had the opportunity to um, spend some time with my mother down in Arizona. And we were doing all the COVID things that everybody else was doing. You know, we were making craft cocktails. We were doing, making our own sourdough bread and really using ingredients that come from the earth to cultivate and curate a lot of the, a lot of the things that we were consuming and how we were spending our free time. Um, But then when grocery stores started to, you know, uh, when their produce section started to deplete a little bit, um, I wanted to build my mama garden. And so um, I had this big idea to build the garden and I made a shopping list of all the things that I needed to get from Lowe's, Home Depot, local hardware stores, local nurseries, stuff like that. And um, when I went out to actually do it, it turned out to be such a pain to sort of not only shop for all this stuff, but then to assemble it at the end of the day as well. So um, I knew that I wasn't the only one experiencing these pain points and I wanted to, you know, buy her a product or leave her with something before I went back to New York that made her life a lot easier taking care of all these plants we we bought for her. So um, I went online and started looking for an easier way to grow plants. And I found these things called self-watering planters or self-irrigating planters. Um, And so I did some product research, um, some market research on, you know, what, what actually existed out in the market. And everything looked like sort of the stationary bike looked like before Peloton existed or SoulCycle existed. You know what I mean? It was very kind of bulky, chunky, plastic, very rudimentary in its function. Um, And definitely nothing that I wanted to, nothing that I would bring into my home, certainly nothing that I would bring into my mother's home. So I knew there, um, I knew there was sort of an opportunity to optimize an existing technology um, in this sort of plant pot market, Um, but more specifically within the self-watering planter market. Um, And so that's what we... um, That's what my, um, it's actually my stepdad and I came up with the idea originally. And so we started making some sketches, very 2D, you know, just scratching stuff on paper. Um, And uh, we came up with this hexagonal shaped, uh, which is a shape derived from honeycombs nature. And um, we knew we wanted it to be versatile in its function. So we wanted it to stack, which allowed people to save space that were growing, you know, plants in New York like I was. So not only did it save space, but once you put a lot of them together, they sort of fit together like these honeycombs. So it was a very kind of natural, um, natural looking object and something that obviously took, you know, the, uh, the maintenance part out of growing plants and that it was self watering. Um, And so my ambition originally was to build a direct to consumer product that helped people like me and my mom grow plants at home. Um, and so at the end of 2021, I believe, yeah, we started, uh, we launched an Indiegogo project and that Indiegogo campaign sold around 200 units, which, you know, I'd gone on there and seen all these headlines about like million dollar Indiegogo projects, you know? And so I I was, I was assuming that we were going to do, you know, way more than what we ended up doing. Um, but the big learning there was that we got contacted by a bunch of interior designers and uh, procurement companies that do interior design and procure furniture for larger larger businesses. And these procurement agencies started to tell us that all their clients um, had the same issues that we had initially described in our original business model. So all the interior designers for these businesses wanted to include plants in their Uh, proposals to you know their clients but the general managers and the facilities managers at these businesses didn't want to take care of the plants so there was this constant battle between the general managers and the facilities managers and the interior designers that were designing for the spaces and so we quickly shifted gears um from a direct consumer approach to a b2b and enterprise approach um and so since then we've um We found our suppliers overseas have been prototyping crafting um you know iteration over iteration we've probably gone through eight or nine iterations at this point to get to the final product Um, i actually went to china for the first time in may and met all my suppliers for the first time after after chatting with them for two years and um yeah the product arrived about a month and a half ago and so we've been fulfilling orders for about seven, almost seven and a half weeks, um, and yeah, starting to get awesome feedback from our from our consumers, and hoping to scale this thing um, as holiday season and you know spring twenty twenty four rolls around. Right, right. That's great. That's a great story. Can you tell us a little bit about the tech? What's going on behind the scenes? You know how how does the product work? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so the self watering planters have been around forever. And the, the technology that self watering planters use is called a capillary action, and capillary action is natural for plants. It's similar to how you know after it rains um, on grass, and it doesn't rain for a while, grass will you know the roots will sort of absorb um, that rainwater that's been settling under the ground um, and feed themselves, and that's exactly so our our product mimics that that same. Um, that same sort of natural behavior that a plant um, uh, that a plant um, that a plant uses actually in in its in, in its natural form. So, what our what our what our planters do is it comes in two pieces. There's an aluminum piece that holds the soil in the plant, and then there's a there's a HDPE shell um, that kind of cradles that aluminum, that aluminum container. And then there's a wick that connects the, um, the soil into the reservoir itself. And so the water is stored in that shell and the wick sort of acts as a secondary root system for the plant and absorbs what the root or what the plant needs. Um, no more, no less. So it's kind of the dummy way to, um, the dummy proof way to grow plants.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Thanks. Thanks for explaining that. Um, so I want to know a little bit about your trip to China. What, what was that like? What was it like going to see the suppliers? You know, what'd
1: you learn during that process? Yeah. Um, you know, coming from branding and advertising, I was really unfamiliar with, um, product design, to be honest. I, I knew that I wanted to bring an idea to life. Um, but I had no idea sort of what needed to happen from A to Z. And so I began chatting with um, people on Alibaba because that's the only sort of site that I knew that could connect me with overseas suppliers. And I found that um, our product's rather unique in that we have four different um, manufacturing processes. So there's aluminum, there's an HDPE um, durable plastic, and then there are silicone pieces that are also involved in the product the in the in the process. I didn't know that I would need to find three or four or five different suppliers that would help me bring all these things to life. So, um, I would get on the phone with these guys, interview them. I actually hired an operations manager over in China to help me make sure that, you know, not only the prop, the product quality was there that came out of these that came out of these suppliers, but also that there were ethical sort of guidelines around the way that they treated um, their employees. And so, um, you know, we'd been zooming and FaceTiming for the for for almost almost two years. And um because of COVID, it was really, really challenging to not only get a visa to go over to China, but um uh, to book my plane tickets really in the first place. And so when I finally got over there, you know, my first night, um I was super jet lagged. It was five in the morning, I was laying in bed and I was like, what the hell am I doing? You know, I'm like building a planter? I'm like You know, it just didn't, it wasn't computing in my head. But then the next day I woke up and I met my first uh, manufacturing team and like everything changed in that moment. I was able to shake hands with these people that were so invested in my brand and so invested in my product. And I was walking around the factory and I was like seeing version one, you know, Marley's kind of laying around. I was seeing, um, the factory employees, uh, they were showing me pictures of, some of the prototypes that they had taken home and they started utilizing for their own, you know, plant care needs. And so um, I actually traveled to not only Shanghai, but Shenzhen and was able to visit all of our suppliers um, in the five days that I was there. And it was one of the most rewarding experiences of my life because I think, you know, it's, 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 it wasn't only about Marley, but it was about kind of like forging these relationships between these different suppliers that hadn't known each other before. And now they have relationships beyond Marley that are, you know, helping other people bring their businesses to life as well. So um, I'm hoping to go back in the next two to three months um, to place our, to place our next manufacturing run. And I just hope that, um, yeah, I just hope that I can, you know, continue building with this awesome community that I've started, uh, started to create, um, yeah, in China.
0: Cool, cool. Um, so you, you mentioned that you, you've already started fulfilling orders. Um, can you take us through like, you know, what kind of marketing are you doing right now? Is it, has it been organic, you know, just explain that process a little bit for us.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great question. I, um, on the marketing side, you know, I think we wanted to we wanted to target B two B businesses, but we also think Marley's holds a lot of weight in the direct to consumer community. Um, you know, we were just talking about this before we got on the before we got on the podcast, but you know, I think that the direct to consumer route is obviously more advantageous for a lot of reasons, but it's a lot more expensive, and I think if you don't know. sort of the way around paid media, it can just feel like throwing money, just lighting money on fire or throwing it into a bottomless pit. And so, you know, my strategy up to this point has been trying to secure um, uh, B2B contracts, enterprise contracts um, with interior designers in New York and LA specifically. Um, Our product's rather unique in that the box sizes are rather irregular. You know, the... So it's, it's expensive to ship. Um, and so I've tried to target coasts and set up sort of two distribution centers where I can just start fulfilling orders. Um, and so for the marketing side, it's really just been cold calling interior design firms, um, procurement companies and agencies on both coasts and trying to get an idea of what those clients needs are. Um, on the B2B side. And then in my local community, you know, working with coffee shops, yoga studios, hotels, restaurants. um, And I'm just like, you know, I'll I'll give you product right now, letting them test it out for six to eight weeks. And then if they like the product, um, you know, offering them some kind of rebate. Um, and then, um, as an add-on, we're also beginning to offer service as well. So product times service and, you know hoping to build that into some kind of subscription program where we can we can help make people's lives when it comes to plants a little bit easier.
0: And so you mentioned service what what do you mean by service what what's the plan there?
1: Yeah. Um so commercial plant care is a huge industry that I wasn't aware of prior to prior to Marley starting. And I think um you know there's a lot of companies anybody from Apple to Google to you know, your local yoga studio or coffee shop that struggle not only keeping their plants alive, but just trying to decide where to start when it comes to incorporating greenery and, um, you know, plants into their space. I think everybody at this point knows that plants are a part of the future of work, but nobody's really cracked the code on how to take care of them. And so these plant care companies make a killing on um, their month to month cost. And I think a lot of CFOs have become used to seeing that plant care cost on their month to month budget, Um, but it's rather high. And so what what Marley's trying to do is not only help plant care companies, you know, help plant care companies out on the labor side of their business, but also help um, our B2B clients out, like help their facilities managers and, um, you know, receptionists who are usually taking care of the plants um, on just making that system a little better. So. Cool. Awesome. I, I
0: love that idea. Uh, kind of, you know, a nice segue is uh, what kind of challenges have you been facing with, with Marley, um, if any? Yeah. Or, you know, what's some of the biggest challenges you've faced since starting?
1: Yeah, um, I think by far the biggest challenge is just not being. I have no credibility in the plant space, right? So some of my friends know me as the plant guy now or save my contact in their phone with a little plant emoji next to my name. But, you know, on a macro scale, nobody knows who I am. Nobody knows that, you know, I'm interested in plant care, um, you know, to that degree. So I think, you know, with a product like Marley, and when we're talking to the the, the level of companies that we're ta- we're starting to talk to, it's hard to be a newcomer and be like, hey, this is the way you should grow your plants. Not the way you've been growing for the last, you know, five, 10, 15 years, but I have a new, better way for you to grow plants. And so I think that's part of the, that's a, that's a challenge that, uh, you know, I'm trying to solve by being more vocal on social media and starting to show my face more places like, you know, home and garden trade shows and, um, design trade shows. Like I'm out here in, in Europe for at the moment, but, um, um, yeah, I think the other challenge is just not being a product designer either, you know, and just not understanding that. I think one of the most frustrating parts during the, these last three years was coming to terms with the fact that the smallest changes to a prototype or a sample would take like anywhere from like three to 12 weeks to, to sort of make right. And so I think, uh, I think it's just been a, it's been a practice of patience. Yeah. And I think that has been uh, a challenge that, you know, I'm still working through every day, but rocking and rolling, getting ready for holiday season. Awesome. So, you
0: know, with, especially in the last, let's say six or eight months, there's been a lot of AI that has been coming into business. Um, Are you using anything like that? uh to to help grow Marley?
1: Well actually not at the moment. Um, you know, I have it's I'm a one-man show right now and with a few contracted workers. So I have, you know, begun onboarding a few sales representatives, um, someone to help me out with my digit the digital marketing side of the business and um sort of an interim CTO. Um you know, so I think that there are AI components to the business, um, but none that I am using, you know, on a day-to-day basis. You know, I'll I'll, um, I'll mess around with ChatGPT every once in a while and try to set automations up for some of the email marketing we're doing and stuff like that. But, you know, at this point, you know, at the scale that we're at right now, um, AI hasn't been implemented just yet. But I think, you know, as we work to build sort of, the service model out, which I think is, uh, you know, the scalable part of our business. I think, um, I think, I think AI will be, you know, will start to play a larger role. Cool. Cool. And
0: what advice would you give to someone, uh, that's looking to get started as an entrepreneur? You know, you've gone from the conception of an idea all the way to, you know, launching a product, your own product. Um, you just give some advice or, you know, some tips that
1: maybe, Uh, would be helpful? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the number one tip and maybe the only tip that I would give to somebody that's starting to try or beginning to start their own business is um, the hardest part is just doing it. You know, I would say like I and like so many others um, had the opportunity during COVID to, you know, sort of reflect on where I'd been and what I was doing and where I want to be and not only now, but, you know, in the next 10, 20 years. And I think COVID gave us all this moment to kind of reprioritize or, you know, shift our priorities a little bit. And I think, um, yeah, I think I think without, you know, without a break or uh, without a moment in time like COVID, it would have been challenging um, just given my schedule prior to that to sort of make the jump. Um, but I think the hardest part is just like, you know, it's just starting, it's just doing it. So. Cool. And don't let anybody tell you, you can't do it because I have had so many no's over the past two and a half years. Um, you know, and I'm starting to look at the no's. I'm starting to look forward to the no's because I mean the next, you know, it means the next, the next, the next yes is that much closer. So, um yeah i'd say just go dive in head first and go all in you know what i mean it's it's definitely not a half-assed project
0: it's the repetitions that get us to where we want to be so i love that that's exactly
1: right it's a numbers game
0: cool alex thank you so much for being on the show uh it's been a pleasure what's the best way for people to get in touch uh do you have any offers they could take advantage of right now
1: yeah yeah absolutely um so you can find us on social media at um, Marley Garden on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that stuff. Um, and then going into the holiday season, I know a lot of people are traveling. So we're trying to, you know, keep those plants alive. Our mission is to save, you know, a million plants um, sort of in the future. So we're offering, you know, 15% off um, with a promo code, with a promo code Green. Um, so you can find that, utilize that at, um, M A R L Y G A R D E N M A R L Y G A R D E N.com. So thanks for having me on Eric. Cool. Alex, it's
0: been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And talk soon.
1: Thanks man. Yeah. Yeah. Chat soon.